0: Hey y'all, welcome back to The Casual Vegans. I'm Margaret. I'm Mary. And today, we're gonna be talking about how to read food labels, which is probably one of the most common issues that most people have when they're standing in a grocery store or when they're trying to change their diet but don't exactly know or understand what's on the label.
1: I agree, that was always a struggle for me. And thankfully, you know, after talking to you and you being in the industry a little bit because there's, could give me some insight on certain things, that label has a lot of information on it. And sometimes you're in the store, you don't want to have to read the whole label to figure out what you really are looking for, so.
0: Yep, so that's right. So today we're also going to give you some shortcuts or key information pieces to look out for, things that will jump out to you and you can easily look for if you're just looking for a quick snack or if you've had a particular, let's say like a particular snack bar that you absolutely love but you're not sure that it's plant-based. We're going to give you some uh, key shortcuts to look for without just looking at the front of pack. Okay, Okay. so let's get into this. Let's break it down. Mom, what were some of the most common issues you had when you were trying to read labels prior to being vegan and, you know, when we walked through it together?
1: Well, a lot of it was the the amount of information on that label. I mean, I know it's all necessary and everything, but if you're looking for carbs or you're looking for whatever else is on there, you've got all that, you've got all those big words and the ingredients that you're going, what is this and what does it mean? And should I eat it, should I not? So it's just so much and it's so confusing and time consuming that it was difficult to think about how we should read the label. Can you help out?
0: Yes, and I think that another key thing to also call out is all of the very beautifully descriptive words on the front of pack, like heart healthy or fat free. free. That was huge in, what, the 90s? Well, I guess early to, well, I don't know. I was young when (laughs) fat-free became like the must-have on your front of pack.
1: And my other favorite is sugar-free.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sugar-free. Sugar-free. So I'm going to tell you all about those today because those, while, yes, sometimes you might want to look for those, sugar-free, fat-free can lead to more issues for you if you have some health issues going on that you're trying to correct through a plant-based diet. So you don't always just want to look for fat-free, sugar-free, or even the beautiful words that say vegan, which yes, we all look for because let's face it, sometimes it's easier that way. Um, But sometimes that just because it says vegan on front of pack or on the side of pack or on the back of pack doesn't mean that it is good for you. I'll just that's throw sad. that out there. But I'm not going to shame anybody because I am a junk food vegan. I do love my Oreos. Amen. <laughs> Gotta have them. <laughs>
1: Gotta have an Oreo, man. I'm telling you.
0: Um, so let's get into it. So let's talk about the, the front of pack first. Because when you're in the grocery store and you're looking at groceries and you're trying to figure out what you want, that's the first thing presented to you as you're going down the shelves is the front of pack, unless somebody has like turned packages around, but mostly you're going to see the front of pack, also known as the PDP, the principal display panel. So on your front of pack, there are certain things you have to have. Industry has to have it, FDA has set it out. So you have to have a statement of identity. These are going to be like, for your cereals, it's going to say cereal, yogurt, yogurt. The basic thing. However, now if the, right, it's the basic information. It's something that is a common usual name that people will identify it as. So obviously your cereals are going to say cereal. Your rolled oats are going to say rolled oats. (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah. Now oatmeal as a whole typically doesn't have a statement of identity. And if it does, typically it's going to be something like extra thick, yeah. <laughs> which really isn't a statement of identity. That's just the, the type of product you're getting, which is a whole different thing that needs to be on the front of a pack too. Just like your coffee is going to say ground or whole bean or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Instant ground, whole bean, instant. instant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is the typical ones.
0: Right. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, I got a text about Chinese food. <laughs> oh, Chinese food.
1: Is it vegan?
0: Yes. <laughs> is it going to be vegan? Uh, Yes, it will. Yes. (laughs) I like the vegetable lo mein. Oh, Mm. yes.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Anyways, now that we've gotten off topic.
1: Yeah, let's get back to what we were talking about, about the front of the pack. So,
0: front of the pack. So, you have your statement of identity. That's how you identify the food, of what it is. So, this just makes, holds industry accountable. Instead of calling everything fruity pebbles, they also have to have cereal on there. So, that way, you know it is... Cereal, I know that might sound stupid, but you know, there's a reason we all have this type of stuff. Yes. Then you have to have your net weight. Your net weight is simply how much is in the package. Like how much product is in that package. Yep. Okay, so nutrition facts panel. So the nutrition facts panel is probably gonna be the easiest thing to spot on your label. It literally is titled Nutrition Facts. And it's a typically it is a white box on whatever color background. So yeah, if it's a white background, it's not gonna appear white. But if it's like a blue or a black or a gray or a green or whatever color your box is, it should be white and the, the text color should be black so it stands out and that's on purpose it it must stand out Um, and so right up under nutrition facts which is your headline you're going to see your servings per container your servings per container is going to indicate how many servings give or take are in your container for the most part the servings per container is going to be under how many servings may actually be in there so um, sorry if you hear some wrestling we've got some packages here in front of us to look at uh, to make this a little bit easier uh, so mom on your package you've got Oreos
1: I got my favorites my Oreos they helped me junk, get through a lot junk
0: food vegan Oreos
1: yep I get through, they got me through a (laughs) couple of tough times. Um, Mine says about 11 servings per container. Now, my container is not the family size one. It's just a regular regular Oreo Oreo package. package container.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, so typically if it says about, that means that your servings might be actually a little bit more than.
1: So I can have thirty six <laughs> cookies instead of thirty three, or thirty four. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, you could have thirty four or thirty five cookies versus thirty six or thirty three cookies. Which is what my servings. Because what? Would be. How many is it? Is in your? My serving.
1: serving size is three cookies.
0: Yeah. So right up underneath your servings per container is going to be your serving size. Your serving size is how many that's recommended per serving. So sometimes this is going to be a single unit. Sometimes, like, I have junk food vegan Pop-Tarts in my (laughs) hand. Uh, So mine is the serving size is two pastries because that's what's in a single packet. They consider that a serving size. And your serving size is going to be what determines the rest of the information on your packet or, I'm sorry, (laughs) on your box or container. Right. So right up under that, you should see amount per serving calories. So the very first item, nutrient, whatever you want to call it, you're going to see is calories. Right. Um, and that again is based on your serving size. And this is gonna vary. So I'm not, I'm not even gonna tell you what's on ours because again, it's gonna vary per item you're your packing, per packaged item. Right. Then you're gonna see your total fat. So your total fat is going to, underneath it, have your saturated fat, your trans fat, okay? Your polyunsaturated fat and your monosaturated fat do not have to be declared, but some companies are, are declaring those. Saturated and trans fat do have to be declared even if they are zero. So keep that in mind. If you are trying to watch, um, well, as everybody should, your trans fat, your saturated fats, that that's something you're going to want to look at. Uh, if you're counting macros, that's something you're going to want to look at. Okay. So all of that information, your total fat, saturated, trans, poly, mono, saturated Polyunsaturated, monosaturated need to be in grams. Then, after your net weight, you're going to have all of your claims. Now, these don't necessarily have to be on front of pack. Technically, they can be almost anywhere on pack that is not going to obscure uh, required text. Um, also, For supplements, it is a little bit different. We'll get into some of that a little bit later because on front of pack of supplements and drugs, there have to be other certain information. But again, we have a whole different episode on that. So stay tuned for that, but we won't touch on that today. Today is about food. So all of your claims on front of pack have to meet two standards, which is they have to be truthful and they cannot be misleading. Okay. So if your product okay. says vegan on front of pack, it must be truthful and it cannot be misleading. Meaning that it can't be partially vegan, claiming vegan. Also, there are vegan certified standards that you have to meet. Um, there's a certifying body that does that. Same for organic. Same mm. for organic.
1: That's my other favorite term.
0: Yes. Uh, the other thing on the front of pack that, ha- well, it doesn't necessarily have to be there, but a lot of companies do it. Is what they call the fanciful name. That's just like fruity pebbles uh-huh. or Oreos. Although Oreo is also in itself a brand. However, their brand is Nestle. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so their brand, Oreo, is the brand name or the fanciful name. Also, um, if you wanted to think about silk, mm. silk is the brand. Mm-hmm. Also, it is the uh, fanciful name. Okay. The statement of identity on those on that would be almond milk, or okay. oat milk, or cashew and coconut <laughs> milk, or you know whatever type of milk it is. So that's going to be your uh, statement of identity. So the only time you don't have to have a statement of identity is if your brand name, your fanciful name, is also the statement of identity. So let's think of Simple Truth. Simple Truth okay. is their brand. That's a Kroger brand for people who may not live near a Kroger. And, well, thanks, huh?
1: Or Harris Teeter.
0: Or a Harris, that's right, it is in Harris Teeter too. It's a Harris
1: Teeter too.
0: Um, so that's the brand. And then most of their statement of identities is also their fanciful names. So it's Simple Truth Almond Milk. Or it'll say Vanilla Almond Milk or whatever type of flavor. So, but they don't have a secondary almond milk statement of identity because that is also in the name of the okay. product. Milk, regular milk, doesn't have a statement of identity, because milk is the statement of identity and also the product. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I hope that explained it well. You know, y'all can email us if you need more explanation on statements of identity. Or if you just simply just want to know more. OK. Um, So then you also have to have flavoring so for our almond milks for our yogurts whether they're vegan or not there has to be flavor information on the front of pack if it is flavored okay if it is flavored there must be flavor information on front of pack with that flavor information you must have naturally and or artificially flavored on front of pack. So if your almond milk, let's just I'm just on milk right now. Almond milk is naturally flavored with a vanilla flavoring, then that's what you put on natural vanilla flavoring or natural flavoring if you have it in the statement of identity vanilla almond milk. <laughs> okay. Um, also sometimes you might see natural and artificial flavoring. Like, especially on Oreos and stuff like that, that may use some artificial flavors. Um, You're going to see it a lot more on highly processed foods. And highly processed foods, I'm talking Oreos, cereals, bars. (laughs) Basically everything we all want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all the good stuff.
0: Yeah. Typically, though, a lot of companies are moving more towards natural flavors. If they can get them, that's what they want. Uh, But, you know, companies have to meet a bottom line and a top line, and they're not going to charge extra just to have natural unless that's in their branding criteria. So that's, you know, there's a whole lot of stipulations for companies. So, you know, if you have something that you think it should be artificial or naturally, all naturally flavored, take it up with the brand. I don't want to hear about it.
1: (laughs) Sounds like a plan.
0: Um, So that's all your front of pack kind of information that would be pertinent to you um, or just some information that you might want to know. Um, And then you go into your information panels. So, your information panel has to be to the right of the PDP. So, that right panel, if it's a rectangular box, it'll be that right panel. Okay. As you're looking at the PDP, that right okay. panel.
1: As you're looking at the front of the panel, it's on the right side. Yes. Okay.
0: So, that information mm-hmm. panel has to have a minimum of three things your ingredients, your nutrition facts panel and the address in which your company is based. <laughs> now, the addresses have changed because, you know, technology. Most of the time, you can just Google a company and it'll bring up the, ad, the full address. Go <coughs> oh, ahead. <yeah>. Sorry, guys.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> um,
0: and so, OK, so we'll, you know, we'll stay away from the address. because That's not really too, too pertinent. You know, that's going to be if you have, like, an adverse event. They're gonna have a number underneath that address that you can call. Next on the list is gonna be your cholesterol. Again, this is an item that must be declared regardless of whether it's listed as zero or not.
1: Now, when you say listed as zero, and the reason I ask is I'm looking at, I'm looking at my Oreo cookies, Mm -hmm. and it says cholesterol, well, it, it says MP, MG, mm-hmm. zero MG, mm-hmm. and then it says zero percentage. I'm assuming you're going to tell me about the percentages yeah. later.
0: Yeah, so um, actually we can go ahead and talk about that <clears throat> now. So your, your percentages are is going to be your percent daily value. Okay. And so everything, every nutrient that you intake, whether it's macro or micro, has a percent daily? Well, let me back that up. Almost every nutrient you have, because there are some things they don't have a daily value for. Those are going to mostly be found in your supplements, though. Um, they're not typically going to be found in your regular everyday foods. Aston's over here trying to steal Oreos.
1: You can't have no Oreos. For the
0: record, Aston is a dog. <laughs> So she's acting real pretty, trying to get Oreos. No, um, none for you. So the percent DV is what you'll see typically on the package. It'll say percent DV. That right. percentage, almost I would say ninety-five <clears> percent <throat> of the time, is gonna be linked to a two-thousand-calorie standard diet. And we'll we'll go ahead and a... Uh, abbreviate that to even more a standard American diet so these do not um, translate all the time to international diets and recommendations so this is specific to the U.S. Um, so does that help explain what the dv what the percentage is Ma
1: yes ma'am thank you very much
0: okay so (laughs) next after cholesterol you're going to see sodium Sodium is another one that has to be listed, Um, and that's going to be in milligrams always, always listed in milligrams. And then, of course, your percentage. So your percentage is going to be what the milligram per serving translates to for a 2,000-calorie diet. If you're over a 2,000-calorie diet, you may have to do your own math. If you're under a 2,000 calorie diet, again, you may have to do your own math. Um, okay. Next, you're going to see your total carbohydrates. That's going to be in grams. Mm-hmm. Your total carbohydrates include dietary fibers and total sugars. Under total sugars, you should also see added sugars, or includes x amount of added sugar. So there's two ways you can kind of declare that it can either say added sugar, and then what the added sugar is, or it can say, includes, in this case, mine says 31 grams of added sugar, added sugar is any sugar added outside of what is in the typical ingredients. Does that make sense?
1: That makes sense.
0: Okay. Your total sugars and your added sugars are going to have one percentage. So you won't have a different percentage for each one. You'll have one basically total percentage for your added and total sugars.
1: And that goes back to per serving, right?
0: Yes. All of this okay. is per serving. Okay. Everything on the nutrition facts panel from where you see calories down is per serving, okay. not per container. Um, and the last but not least in that little core section of your NFP, you're going to see protein. So your protein is going to be in grams. You're not going to see a percentage by protein because there is no daily value of protein. Hmm. (laughs) So let that sink in. There is no daily value of protein. Okay. Take that as you will.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm going with there's not enough scientific studies
1: all right we'll go along with that
0: so then you'll have a pretty thick bar like just plain black bar and then you're going to see vitamin information so there are several vitamins that must be included on your nutrition facts panel if they're actually in your product And I think a lot of these are coming back to uh, deficiencies. A lot of people okay. have a defici- deficiency in them. Um, so <laughs> on mine, I have listed vitamin D, iron, thiamine, niacin, calcium, potassium, riboflavin, and folate.
1: Oh you've got a full house over. I got
0: a full house. What do you got, Mom?
1: I got vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium.
0: Okay, that's not too bad. So uh your riboflavin, for those that may not know, is your B two, vitamin B two. Uh thiamine is vitamin B one. Um, And I'm just giving that information out because not everybody knows that. However, if you're ever in a store and you're looking at this and you're like, oh, man, what what was that ingredient and what vitamin does it correlate to? Again, you can easily Google it. All of this information is easily found online. Okay, so for these for these this little vitamin and mineral section is is what I call it. I don't think they've actually given it a name or anything, Uh, but that's what we'll go with, vitamin and mineral section. Um, They have to also list out the amount that's in there and the percentage. Vitamin D is required even if it's zero. Vitamin D is required even if it's zero because the vast majority of people are deficient in vitamin D. You know how to fix that? get
1: outside yeah go outdoors. door sit outside
0: <laughs> go sit outside i'm not saying you got any. you know you don't need to be naked to get a, a good amount of vitamin d <laughs> from the sun you just you know roll up your sleeves a little bit sit out there lay your face back in the sun you'll get enough i, I promise you'll get enough um iron again needs to be Typically, everything's going to have a little bit of iron in there. Um, and it's got to have your percent your percent uh, daily value on there as well. So your percent daily value is going to be, again, per serving. These are all per servings. Right. Um, and then at the very bottom, you're going to have some footnotes. Um, typically, it's just going to be one footnote. It's going to be uh, the percent daily value tells you how much a nutrient in a serving of food contributes to your daily diet of 2,000 calories. Mm-hmm. Um, is is give or take what it's going to say. Uh, something else you're, you're probably going to start seeing on packages now is going to be your contains bioengineered food ingredients. Mm. That was a new ruling that came out 2019. 20, yeah, 2019. Okay. Um, and all compliance had to be completed by the beginning of 2022. So January 2022, all products on market needed to have a contains bioengineered food ingredient or ingredients uh, statement if there was more than one or one, one or more ingredient that was uh, bioengineered. Uh, they might, the statements might vary a little bit because there's, I think, two, two different statements. One is contains bioengineered ingredient or ingredients. Um, the other one is, I want to say it's derived from bioengineered food ingredient or ingredients. Um, and that's if you if the ingredient was derived, but that's getting into.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have to explain to us, give me an example of a
0: bioengineered ingredient.
1: sometimes
0: soy corn and some of that depends because they're like if the if the
1: and I know we got off that's off topic we may (laughs) have to go back to this If,
0: if the company can prove so basically the supplier has to prove to the company that the the ingredient is not bioengineered it's not GE Genetically engineered is another way to say it. Okay. So we say B-E because G-E gets into a whole different sector of things. Like, you know, technically a banana is genetically modified.
1: Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. That makes sense now. Uh,
0: So they say bioengineered, meaning that the ingredient was bioengineered to meet whatever criteria that was set out by the farmer or the supplier or whatever. So there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that companies must collect certain information to be able to prove that they don't need that statement. Okay. And the FDA does not check that. The USDA checks that. Okay. So... I know there's been some confusion around that. Um, I mean, if the FBA is in process like of doing plant, uh, they'll just show up for audits. Oh, fun. <laughs> you get the pleasure of coming into work one day and <laughs> hello, FDA audit agent that comes in. Okay. Um, they they do it by surprise because why give you for warning for you to clean up a potential hazard
1: well they, they want
0: to see it all as if as if it happens every day all day like they don't want you to clean anything up
1: they want to see to what's prep. going on normally
0: yes but we're exactly off topic. yeah we're off topic
1: we're off topic we're going down another road <laughs>
0: So then the next thing you're going to see, this can either typically, depending on the package, it's going to be right underneath it, or it's going to be right next to it. And that's going to be your ingredient section. Your ingredient section is one of the top sections that you should pay attention to. Because like some of us, uh, we grew up with the... If you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't be eating it. Or we grew up somewhere close to that. Sorry, I had a hiccup (laughs) burp (laughs) thing. My bad. Uh, So your ingredients section is going to be all the ingredients that are required to be declared. So this goes in order of predominance. that means descending order of predominance so that means the ingredient that is right there next to the word ingredients is gonna be the highest percentage ingredient in the formula so we're going into a formula situation here so when the company makes their formula For instance, mine says enriched flour, Mm. and then in in parentheses, it tells me what what it is enriched with. Um, That is acceptable if you're going to use a a blatant statement like enriched flour. (laughs) Um, So enriched flour makes up the top percent in that formula. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. We don't want to talk about mine. What is it? <laughs> sugar.
0: Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Sugar's sugar. up there on mine too.
1: Yeah. Oh, sugar's my first ingredient. I mean, my
0: second ingredient is high fructose corn syrup, and then oh. corn syrup, and then dextrose, and then soy and palm oil, and then sugar. All of which is mostly sugar.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of sugar in yours.
0: Yeah, and then bleached wheat flour. So anyways, so that's how it goes. And then you're going to get to a little statement that's going to be in bold that says contains blank percent or less. Or it'll say less than blank percent. What does yours say, Mom?
1: Mine just says soy. What?
0: That's
1: all it says. It says Contains. Let me see. Soy, because they—that's one of the ingredients. No, no, no. Is that the?
0: Oh, you must not have less than two percent or one percent of anything.
1: Because soy is one of the ingredients in mine. So let me see yours. Yeah,
0: mine says contains two percent or less, and then has more ingredients listed. So the ingredients that are going to be less than. Whatever percentage they have there, typically it'll be two or one. Um, those have to be listed in uh, descending order as well. Yeah. By weight. Yeah. 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 Um. So then, mm-hmm. you you skipped ahead a little bit but that's okay. That's I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. Yours apparently doesn't have less than two or 1% of anything.
1: No, mine's Which very... Which maybe,
0: I don't know if that's scary or if that's good. I think I'm going to go with scary. Um, so then you have your allergen statement. Your allergen statement is, has to be right up underneath the ingredients mom says contains soy so that soy is one of the top allergens so i think we went from like seven to nine allergens now so there were the top seven allergens now there's like top nine sesame is on there now oh really yeah um crustaceans which uh, uh if you're picking up packaged products like pastries and it has crustaceans in it you might as well just put that right on back on them yeah. on the shelf because i don't know that that'd be good anyways uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you know um, i'm looking on down this thing and you were talking about the bioengineered food ingredient
0: uh-huh. statement
1: it has a statement on there yeah it's kind soy. of in a weird it's soy it, yeah it's...
0: no i already know what ingredient it oh. is it's soy
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: Typically, soy will be the reason that there will be a bioengineered okay. statement on there.
1: I thought Typically. that's kind of at a strange place, but
0: yeah. So those don't; those um, do not have to be under anything specific. Most companies are putting them under the ingredients section hmm. and under the allergens.
1: Well, this is under the distributed bias.
0: Yeah, which is fine. Um, the one on mine is as well. Um, some of the labels I've worked on, it was underneath the allergen section. Mm-hmm. Some of them were closer to the distributed bias statement. There is a particular area you have to put it at and it might be real close to the distributed bias statement. I don't remember. Okay. It's been a little while since I've worked with the BE statement. Okay. Um, but... Anyways, so your contains, honestly, if I'm looking at trying to buy something really quick off the shelf, like a snack or something, uh, I I don't even look at the ingredients first. I go straight to the allergen statement. And if it says it contains milk or eggs or dairy, actually it'll say dairy, but sometimes they do specifically call out milk. Um, I put it right back. Yep. I put it right back because, uh, that's, doesn't meet the criteria of a snack for me. Right. Um, and as vegans, that's part of the main thing. So then once I identify a product like, like these pop tarts I have in my hand that does not contain milk or dairy or eggs, then i'll look at the ingredients um i don't typically pay too much attention to the nutrition facts i'm not counting macros or calories or anything like that um but i know there are a number of people who do do that sort of stuff um so that's why we wanted to make sure you guys had a good understanding of that um and then i'll look at the ingredients Mm-hmm. and and see if there's anything in the product that would make me go, mm, do I really want to have that or not? Right. Um. And to be honest, it's always going to be up to you. There are some things I stay away from. Like I try not to get too many foods that have red dye 40 um, because if I have – I have some family members that are allergic to it, and if they're over, I want to make sure I have snacks in my house that they can easily access as well. Um, High fructose corn syrup is another one I try to stay away from. Uh, it's, It's hard. It's hard to stay away from high fructose corn syrup because it is a cheap corn syrup, and it is easy for companies to add that versus sugar um is it good for you I haven't really looked at a lot of the science so I can't really make a full statement I'm sure there are people who are going to say that is absolutely the worst thing you could ever put in your body and I know some of those people Um, but sometimes I make the decision that I need a snack more than I'm concerned about high fructose corn syrup.
1: Well, I know when, you know, and and as we have gotten into being more vegan and looking at food and what we are eating and how we're eating, um, we read the label a lot more. But I know one of the first things that really helped me a lot when we started down this journey was absolutely looking at the label um, of what allergens it contained. The milk, the eggs, the whatever else that it went in there to contain. So I knew that, as you said yourself, you just put it right back on the shelf and and move on. Um, And I was really surprised when we were, you know, when we were first talking about that. And I, we were looking at foods, and I was surprised at how many foods that I used to eat quite a lot of were contained milk or dairy. Mm-hmm. And it was just um, kind of a, an eye-opening event because things you don't normally think of that contain that, mm-hmm. they actually did. And that was just a real eye-opening event. And it was at times a little bit disheartening, but you just really had to go look at other things and pick other things than what you had normally bought
0: Right over things. And <laughs> I will definitely say, especially where we live, which I would consider it a little more of a, uh, vegan desert. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, we have great, great whole foods because we live in mm-hmm. a farm community, basically. I mean, <laughs> all but Northern and Eastern Virginia is like all farming basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, while we have great fresh produce and whole type foods, Um, when you want something quick and easy, um, up until probably more here recently, we really haven't had a whole lot in Mm -hmm. the stores and, um, but we're getting more. So that's kind of nice to see. Um, so that's another thing to keep out for on the front of packs. You're going to see uh, typically a statement that'll say vegan or it might say plant-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, plant-based is like is the new keyword.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you see a lot more of that now than you did, yeah. you know, even when we started a yeah. year ago.
0: Yeah.
1: But you see a whole lot more of it now. Yeah. Um, but even some of that, you know, you, you kind of need to,
0: to. To flip it over. To look to at look. it and yeah. flip it
1: over. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: especially if you have specific allergens, mm-hmm. look at, I mean, I'm sure you already know this, look at everything. Or if you're working through something that's happening with your gut, look at all the ingredients mm-hmm. because it could be a typical ingredient that you keep running into And that might be what's causing whatever stomach issues you have. It could be that simple. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Right. So (laughs) I can't tell you what it is, but I can at least maybe help you, uh, figure out what's going on. Um, but also we're not here to diagnose or treat anybody. We're just giving advice and here to talk to you about kind of the things we have run into. And label reading is one of those that I think mm-hmm. the vast majority of people, unfortunately, just were not educated about. We, you don't learn about that stuff in high school.
1: You don't learn about that? much of anywhere really um <laughs> yeah <that's clears throat> it's something true. that you have to kind of figure out and or get from other people i probably wouldn't know as much as i know if it wasn't for you margaret <laughs> um and what you do and and even what your what your daddy did he he told me a few things about labels and reading and mm-hmm. what that kind of thing does but mm-hmm. uh yeah, and, and really, it is surprising because there are certain um, I, won't, I won't say diseases, but more conditions um, that where people cannot eat certain things like things that we as vegans eat, which is soy and, and coconut milk and things like that. They cannot yeah. eat them because it reacts with them and their
0: yeah. um, condition. Yeah, or their allergy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like there's there are some people who are actually gluten free, like have to be mm-hmm. gluten free for their mm-hmm. celiac disease. Um, and then there are people who are allergic to tree nuts, and right. I right. believe coconut is considered a tree right. nut. Right. Uh, so they'll stay away or almonds, or tree yeah. nuts. Yeah,
1: that's one of the things it's under pecans, the allergen walnuts.
0: list. Yeah. <clears throat> so you'll see. Um, also, another thing to look for is if these products are made in facilities. Um, so vegan, in particular, plant-based products, if they're made in a facility that also makes um, other products that have or contain allergens you'll see that right up under the contains uh, statement so let's say for instance it only has a contains statement of wheat let's say it's a bread of some sort and so your allergen statement only says wheat okay right up underneath that if it's made in a facility it'll say made in a facility that manufactures products containing tree nuts, milk, dairy, you know, whatever the allergen is. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it'll say packaged in a facility where um, basically where there could potentially be any form of cross-contamination. That's what you're going to look for. So if you are, if you do have allergies and you are very dependent on those allergen statements, Check to see if it's also manufactured in a facility that, uh, or check to see if it's manufactured in a facility that also manufactures other products that contain potential allergens. Because the last thing you want to do is if you have a severe peanut allergy and you pick up something that doesn't have peanuts in it, The last thing you want to do is eat it, not realizing that it was manufactured in a facility that also manufactures nuts, peanuts, something peanuts, something with peanuts in it. Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, So uh, I hope that (laughs) helps you guys. Uh, Was there any other questions that popped up for you, Mom?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think that pretty much kind of takes care of everything. I, I just want to open up this wonderful package of Oreos. <laughs> they are gluten-free, and I don't understand why I can only eat three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only three Oreos. Only three Oreos. No, <sighs> eat as many Oreos as you want.
1: No, nah, that's... After I saw the sugar content, I think I'm going to have to back up on my Oreos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, that actually brings <laughs> me to a good another statement just to say, we'll, we'll jump into claims in another episode just to kind of give you a bigger, broad, in-depth dive into claims. And, um, but if you are buying fat-free products, oh, yes. look at the sugar content. if you are buying fat-free products, look at the sugar content.
1: Yes. And look at what sugars you see. There are, you know, um, because as a diabetic, you may be getting a sugar-free, but they may be using, um, is it an
0: alcohol sugar? Yes. Uh,
1: or a, a sugar alcohol. Sugar alcohol. Yes. And your body will treat it just like regular sugar.
0: Yeah. Also, you have to be weary of sugar alcohols. There are lots and lots and lots of people who get bad headaches. Mm-hmm on sugar alcohols. I think Mm. the biggest one used is, uh, it starts with an A aspartame. Aspartame, Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one I think is less of a concern as far as headaches than some of the other, these newer ones that are popping up. Um, also if you see added sugar, like a high percentage of added sugar immediately look at what sugars they're adding yeah into your your ingredient section
1: it could be um anything
0: yeah it could be a number like this one i'm pretty sure is gonna be corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup as part of their added sugars because that while that is an ingredient mm-hmm. in itself that is not a uh, um, how do i put this nicely that's not a uh not, I, i'm at a loss for words guys. it's I'm not a like a words. allergen
1: ingredient
0: no no it's not an ad, no it's 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 like a so typically your sugars, like, let's say you have a product that has chocolate. Yeah. Like you're not going to list chocolate in your added sugars. Like chocolate has a, a certain amount of sugar in it and that's going to be in your total sugars. But then mm-hmm. if you add honey, you're adding sugar.
1: And I only right. use
0: honey as the example because that's the first thing that came to my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one's got an interesting ingredient called invert sugar.
0: What? Invert sugar? Yeah,
1: It's invert Did I misspell it? Did I mispronounce it? No, that's Spelled right. On the third invert row.
0: sugar. Invert sugar. <clears throat> invert sugar. Sorry, guys, if you hear my dog. Okay, guys, so um, we paused for a minute to look up. Invert sugar. So invert sugar is basically a liquid sweetener that's made from granulated table sugar. So I didn't know that that was technically uh, an ingredient you had to claim like a certain way, but. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, me either. Well,
1: we all learned something today.
0: Yeah. Um, So I hope you guys had learned something new this episode and enjoyed it. And again, we'll be putting stuff on our Instagram um, with some little graphics like circles and naming of everything so that way you can kind of go through and and get your own visual representation Um. so we again we hope you enjoyed this episode Um, our email is always open uh, and that's the casualvegans at gmail.com. Uh, also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the casual vegan podcast. I no, I think it's just pod. Yeah, Hold on, y'all. It'll be pod. linked below. It will be linked below for sure. Uh, casual vegans pod. No, the in front of it. Yeah. Um, and we hope you. listening we hope you come back next week we will have a new episode each Wednesday so mark your calendars um, and if we plan to miss a week we will try to make sure that you guys know (laughs) so you're not too upset when it doesn't automatically download be sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you would like that helps us get into the ears of other people and helps us grow and yeah i guess that's everything. if you
1: have questions that you don't know the answer to just send us a note we'll be happy to do some research and uh we may even talk about it on the podcast so
0: yeah and we hope to see you next week bye bye